Okay, good morning, everybody. Um, so today's uh, day long. Um, I will take the opportunity to spend the day meditating together, um, walking meditation, sitting meditation. Uh, there'll be opportunities for Q and A. Uh, go from the end of the uh, session today. It uh, ends at uh, five o'clock, and uh, it has the title of uh, the anxiety of impermanence and the impermanence of anxiety. And uh, yesterday, I was talking to the community and uh, thinking. Uh, Okay, I've got this day long, and I started trying to get my mind around it. Um, and it's been 100-degree weather up at the monastery, and, like, my mind is just not moving <laughs> to uh, uh, preparation, reflection. And uh, I was thinking, okay, theme is anxiety of impermanence, impermanence of anxiety... Uh, I'll get there, and it'll be impermanent, and I'm not anxious about it, so... <laughs> so we'll just have no idea what I'm going to do today. Uh, but uh, I think uh, just the, the reality is there's a lot of people here uh, out of interest and uh, wanting to uh, be here. People had uh, obviously, probably lots of choices of what you're going to do on a Saturday uh, on the uh, uh, July 4th weekend so that uh, people have chosen to come and meditate and spend time in a, a quiet space uh, with an opportunity for reflection. So that's pretty amazing. Uh, so I'm sure that there uh, uh, things will uh, manifest in a, a good enough way. Uh, that's one of the... Uh, uh, and so the, the mantras of the Thai forest tradition, people ask you, how are you? And if you're in California, oh, everything's great. You know? And if, if you're a Thai forest tradition, somebody, how are you doing? Oh, it's good enough. So, <laughs> you know, so it's, uh, uh, and, I, and so that, uh, taking that, that, that theme uh, and, uh, um, just that sense of, of okay, both anxiety and impermanence and how they're, they interact, how they interplay and how we um, both can uh, create uh, anxiety, uh, experience anxiety, uh, be the object of anxiety um, and uh, uh, recognize, well, that's those are feelings, and uh, those are those are uh, very impermanent. Uh, and the the word when say the Buddhist jargon of the word impermanence is uh, uh, from the scriptural language anicca. And uh, I think one of the things is say, as is one begins to study Buddhism. I think it's helpful to get a sense of what the um, say what the scriptural language uh, is pointing to, because sometimes we we pick up the 
the jargon as it's translated. And, uh, uh, and it's not as if it's not true, um, but sometimes it's just part of a picture. So that uh, just that word um, impermanence uh, as an aspect of change, um, arising and ceasing, uh, anicca, is one aspect. Uh, because also the another aspect of it is like nicha in in the scriptural language is constant something that's constant stable and anicha of course is what is inconstant so it's a little bit different flavor but I think it's important in the sense that because uh, what we're what we tend to uh, what we would love to have is something that is constant. Uh, and, and what we oftentimes seek in our, the world around us is a certain constancy. And, uh, and then the Buddha sort of bursts that bubble and says, it's all impermanent, or it's all inconstant. And um, my own teacher, Ajahn Chah, uh, would... Uh, had his own kind of spin on it, which is in terms of one of the the ways that he would talk about it is uh, uncertain or unsure. Uh, so that that word of anicca of uh, and when we look at say impermanence or inconstancy, then I think the habit of the human mind is to to go out as an, and experience something as an object. Say, this object is impermanent. And, uh, but when we say unsure or uncertain, then it's more subjective. It's how we feel about it. And both of those are, I mean, I think it's important to get that, that fill that picture out of what we're, when we say, you know, say, yeah, a, a Buddhist jargon word, like impermanence, uh, has, a, has a fuller picture that we can start to be attentive to. And, and how are we experiencing things externally? How are we experiencing it internally? And uh, that sense of, can we allow something to be unsure? Or uh, can we allow it to be uncertain? Um, because it is, actually, anyway. So... You know that that sense of of uh, where do we where do we look for our certainty? Uh, how do we what attempts do we make at trying to make things certain? Uh, and uh, you know that is uh, that's a great source of anxiety. Because <laughs> that 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 sense of of oh, wow, I really I wish this were more sure. I wish that person, that situation. I wish my own mind were more, were more, unsh- were more sure. <laughs> my moods, I mean, that, that uh, uh, and, you know, sometimes we, we expend enormous amounts of effort trying to force the mind to be more, it's like trying to meditate, trying to make the mind stable and steady and sure and certain. 
that's really stressful. <laughs> so in Israel, oh, well, what, well, what is a, maybe in a more appropriate refuge? And sort of that, that sense of, okay, recognizing the, that impermanence, uncertainty, unsure nature. And that actually alleviates a huge amount of the anxiety that we'll feel or the stress that we feel. Uh, so that just sort of opening that up to, hmm, how can I, can I just know this? Uh, and you realize, oh, there's a, we can trust in that knowing. And that's a, uh, uh, a really important foundation for, um, say, our Buddhist practice. And, and particularly when we, I think in terms of my, uh, my own background in the Thai forest tradition, and the uh, the uh, emphasis is so often just return to the knowing, come back to the knowing, just being able to know, be aware, to be alert, to be attentive, and to trust that, and and see how the mind starts to negotiate or fret or worry or you know get anxious about what, what is it really and and then uh, return to the knowing and so that that sense of of uh, uh, that being an anchor uh, for our our practice our meditation our engagement in the world around us because um, the it's important that that uh, in terms of our uh, practice or picking up the, the, the Buddha's teachings uh, that uh, it's not just a, a meditation technique. It's not just something that you do uh, from time to time on a cushion uh, in a shrine room somewhere. Uh, but it's something that you start to integrate into all of the different aspects of your of your life. All of the duties that we have, all of the uh, responsibilities that we have uh, as human beings, and whether and that's you know, whether we're in a, a monastery or because oftentimes people think, oh, in a monastery is like they just monks, they just meditate all the time. You know, you know, what else can what else do you do in a monastery? Uh, of course, there's some people that are recognized who have come up and spent time at the monastery, and you realize, well, there's a lot like somebody's got to keep things clean and neat and tidy. People come to the monasteries. I remember uh, it was one of uh, Ajahn Chah's uh, responses to a, 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 a monk came to visit and sort of said, oh, everything is so neat and tidy at this monastery. The paths are all swept. And, and oh, that's really, how, you know, how does, you know, who does that? And he said, oh, they sweep themselves. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it isn't that isn't the way it works. It's, it's you know there, and in the same way that uh, you live in a monastery and and uh, the the facilities break down and the the uh, everything needs to be looked after. Uh, it's like uh, so often the uh, like right now we have a building project on and. Uh, uh, People ask, come and say, oh, is the monastery finished yet? 
There's no such thing as that being finished. You get one thing done, and then there's something else. And it's a uh, there's a really uh, a good example of that with uh, Ajahn Sumedho and Ajahn Amaro and a couple other monks, a few lay people. Um, they had this um, invitation opportunity to to go to Egypt and. Uh, one of the monks, in, when he was a layperson, was actually uh, could could read hieroglyphics and and uh, was was very interested. So it was, it was kind of fascinating. But anyway, part of the trip to go to to uh, uh, Egypt was also to go to the Sinai, and there's uh, uh, Saint Catherine's Monastery, which is the first monastery that was built in Christianity. And so, just over 1900 years ago. Uh, the monastery was established, and it's been constantly uh, inhabited uh, all this time. And uh, uh, so that uh, um, they went to visit, and uh, a monk came out to uh, receive them and uh, apologized, and sorry, because I'm sorry, there we'll have to go avoid going over that way because there's a building project going on and, and you know, I hope it's not an imposition and of course our monks just laughed and sort of said no, that's what monasteries are like and so 1900 years it hasn't been finished yet so. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so that, that so there's always you know, it doesn't matter where we are in our life there's always various duties, various responsibilities, and learning how to pick those up. So whether we're studying, or we have family, or we have a job, and whatever, all of these things are, need some attention and engagement. And to be able to pick those up in a way that we're not creating anxiety, stress, worry, uh, and uh, yeah, the different ways that we 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 create uh, that sense of of uh, 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 dis-ease within the mind. So that then, and one of the ways, of course, is just being able to recognize the impermanence, the uncertainty, the inconstancy of that feeling of anxiety or whatever the feeling is that feels stressful or the distress um, and that uh, that's actually the the uh, I looked up in a, uh, sort of the etymology of the word anxiety and it brought me back go anxious and then uh, is borrowed from the Latin which means to choke or to cause distress so that's a uh, um, the, that feeling of, of something causing distress and, and uh, being difficult to swallow. <laughs> so it's, it's uh, and, you know, much of human existence is sometimes difficult to swallow. Um, but it's, it's what we're experiencing. And is that experience constant? Is it there all the time? Feels like it is, 
but then our feeling, our projection, our, uh, can sometimes uh, be quite different from, from the reality. So it's important that we have a, a, a foundation for uh, investigating this or paying attention to it. And so that just these, these themes of, of both of anxiety or stress, and what, what, what are we feeling, and then the, the theme of anicca in terms of that impermanence, changing, uncertainty, inconstant, unsure quality, to be able to bring attention to that. Now, one of the things that I think is really important is how do we pay attention to it? And the, uh, as a, because um, we can say, yeah, we should, we should know it, but then how do we even know things? Because usually what our habit is to think about it. We, we think about knowing it. We think about solving it. We think about understanding it. And uh, uh, talk about impermanent. Thoughts are just incredibly unstable. And um, so that, that, uh, you know, do we... we Just trying to think things through uh, so that we can have have clear thinking about something... Um, to me, that's a quagmire. It's, it's, it's not really a, a, safe, a safe place. Uh, even in terms of our emotion, how do we feel about things? I mean, it's a bit more steady than our thoughts, but uh, you know, they they move really quickly. And they move so that, to me, the the uh, like coming back to the body is such an important foundation for establishing awareness, uh, establishing a, a clarity, uh, so that the using the, the, the experience of the body as the anchor of, of how we, where, where do we, where's our root, where's our, where's our base, where's, where do we find some solidity, uh, so that uh, coming back to the body uh, is uh, uh, something that I think is really essential, and then and then we can and where do I where do I feel anxiety? Where do I feel unsure? Where do I feel impermanence? And so that okay, how do I feel that? What's what's what is the feeling? Because then it starts to get a bit more tangible. So well, how do I how am I how am I tensing up? How am I, uh, what's where is it churning? Where is it? Uh, how can I how can I just be present with this and relax with it and know that. So these are, are tools that we have to uh, familiarize ourselves with and, and uh, develop some skill with. And so that are, as a, uh, say, as a practice tool, uh, understanding the mind, understanding our own hearts, um, foundation of mindfulness of the body. It's really, to me, it's really essential, essential, important. And, and I think before we 
say, uh, I go on and on too long. Uh, I think it's important that we... Today's a practice day. Uh, and to bring it back to practice. Uh, we're, we've begun the day coming together, uh, and uh, uh, there's a lot of people here today, uh, and uh, it's, I mean, it's supportive to realize, okay, everybody, everybody's here uh, out of a choice, and that's, that's, a, that's something to delight in. So that to uh, take, the, uh, take the time to uh, develop a, a, our, our meditation as well as uh, listening to teachings. Uh, so that uh, if we could uh, uh, take this time to sit meditation uh, quietly, some of the reflections that I've given, some of the perspectives I've given, just to sort of you know, let that roll through the mind. Uh, but come back to the body. Relax whether one's sitting in a chair or sitting on the floor uh, to just get a good feel for one's posture. And uh, um, sitting up um, upright um, so that there's a... Because uh, that already affects the, uh, say, the, the, the mind in the sense of just having to sit upright and, and hold the, the posture upright. Not tense, not tight, uh, not rigid, um, but uh, a certain uh, application of, of uh, uh, an energy to uh, have the have the spine nice and straight, uh, the uh, the head tilted forward just slightly, uh, just so that the uh, your head is uh, balanced, uh, upright on the on the, on the spine. The shoulders are are, are balanced. Balanced as best one can. Uh, the uh, I've been seeing a physiotherapist lately, and he'll sort of move my body and say, "Okay, how's that feel?" I said, "Well, it feels odd." I said, "That's straight." <laughs> so it's you know we get what we get used to, but it's making it a, uh, a like a just a conscious effort to be as balanced as we can and as relaxed as we can. Taking the, um, the experience of the breath, and to be attentive to the sensation of the breath as it comes into the body and as it goes out, breath coming in, breath going out. One can feel the sensation of the whole breath as it comes in, just sort of how does one experience it from the tip of the nose down into the 
the abdomen and the chest, or how do we experience it? Same as the out-breath, just how do we experience the feeling of the breath as it goes out? It's that rhythm of the, the abdomen falling, and chest you know, movement, the sensation of the breath coming out of the tip of the nose. And using the, the breath and the body as, as an anchor for attention. Not um, trying too hard to uh, be absolutely focused on one particular point or in one particular way. That in itself is often a source of anxiety, getting it right. Uh, but just relaxing into that experience of the breath. And allow the breath to soften the body, open up the, the chest a bit in terms of, oh, just settling, allowing the, the attention to be present with where the sensation seems most apparent or most interesting, and just staying with that. Inevitably, the mind will wander, just to reestablish awareness. Once you notice it, it's that reestablishing of attention, resetting that mindfulness. the in-breath and the out-breath are very visible, tangible expression of impermanence. It's, of course, why we can actually live, have existence. And allowing that, that impermanence to be a, uh, yeah, a basis of say, a well-being. Because often we, you know, we try so hard to either figure it out or try to control. And you realize, no, just letting it be impermanent. Being alert, being attentive to that experience. Then there's a, a sense of, of, of clarity and space can arise around that.
leave uh, the instructions for now and just let everybody just be alert, be attentive to the breath and the quality of knowing and the experience of this impermanence, the inconstancy.